0: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
1: Today we are looking at a passage from the book of Job, and the title of the message is, When You Are Facing a Crisis. We woke up these past few weeks to a world we never imagined, The coronavirus pandemic has changed life as we know it. 140 countries in the world have been affected. Italy lost 627 people to the coronavirus in a single day last week, and it's increasing as we speak. All 50 states of her country are affected. Illinois joined California and New York in ordering all residents to stay home except for those who had responsibilities which could not be done by others. In Massachusetts, schools are closed for six weeks. Restaurants, are closed except for takeout. Bars, gyms, and other places are closed. Sporting events have been cancelled. Assemblies larger than 25 are forbidden. And we have learned about social distancing, which means that we stay at least six feet away from each other. Restrictions are dramatically increasing. No one knows when things will get better. We're living with a level of anxiety we have not seen in our lifetime. People are worried about their health and the health of their loved ones. They're worried about losing their jobs and losing their incomes. Hundreds of thousands of people are applying for unemployment right now. We feel trapped by the events we can't control. Millions of people no longer have a sense of security in a world that seems to be spinning out of control. So, what do you do when life seems to be out of control and the country is facing a national crisis? The story of Job can be very instructive in the midst of the crisis that we are facing. Job, at one time, was the wealthiest man in the world in which he lived. One day he lost everything to terrorists. He lost his business, he lost his career, he lost his family, he lost his possessions, and later he even lost his health. Everything Job had was taken from him in a single day. The first thing Job did was fall on the ground face down and worship God. Now, how do you do that? How do you worship God in a tragedy such as this? How do you keep your eyes on Jesus when they are full of tears? In the book of Job, we learn four things to do. The first thing we do is tell God how you feel. Just unload all your feelings. Let God hear it. Let it all come out. In fact, Jeremiah says in Lamentations chapter 2 and verse 19 Get up, cry out in the night, even as the night begins. Pour out your heart like water in prayer to the Lord. Lift up your hands in prayer to him. Tell him all the emotions that are bottled up inside of you. Tell God exactly how you feel. God can handle your emotions. He made you. He gave you those emotions. He can handle your doubt. He can handle your anger. He can handle your fear. He can handle your question. He can handle your confusion and your grief. The first thing Job did when he lost everything was to tell God how he felt. In Job chapter 7 and verse 11, we read, I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. Job is brutally honest with God he tells God exactly how he felt. You see, God can handle our questions and our anger. So when you face a, a tragedy or an inexplainable situation in life, the correct response is not just to grin and bear it or not just to use pious platitudes. That's right. That's right. It's to be honest before God and tell him exactly how you feel honesty is the best policy in fact at the end of the book of Job in chapter 42 God actually commends Job for being honest and all the godly people in the Bible did this David at one time said God I've taken the worst that you you can hand out and I'm fed up and God handled that in fact, he called David a man after God's own heart. David, at another time, said in Psalm one sixteen, 16, verses 10 and 11, I kept on believing, even when I said, I'm completely crushed, even when I was afraid and said, no one can be trusted. Now, this looks like a contradiction, doesn't it? I have faith, but I'm wiped out. I believe, but I'm ruined. I trust God, but life stinks. How, how is that a contradiction? It's actually a statement of faith. The Bible teaches that complaining to God in honesty is actually an act of faith. Because first, you believe that there is a God. Second, you believe that he listens to your cries to your prayers. And third, you believe he lets you say what you need to say and he will still keep loving you. That's an act of faith. So the first step in connecting with God in a crisis such as we're having is to tell God how you feel about all the things that are going on. Secondly, praise God in spite of the circumstances. Praise God in spite of the circumstances. You're going to go through tragedy and crises in life. This is the nature of human life. You're going to lose loved ones. You're going to find things going wrong in your life. There are times when what's going on does not make any sense at all. There are no explanations. But you praise God in spite of the circumstances. You don't wait for an explanation because... There are some things in this world that's not going to be explained until you get to the other side. When you get to heaven, you're going to look back and God is going to show you why things happened the way they did. But you're not going to know now. So don't wait for an explanation. Just praise God in spite of the circumstances. This is what Job did when he lost everything that he had in one day. Job chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, he says, Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb. And I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had. And the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. You see, Job praised God in spite of everything that was happening in his life. The book of Job is all about one question in life. Will a person continue to worship God if he or she loses everything? That's right. Will a person continue to follow and to love God if everything goes wrong in his or her life? But let me be more personal. Would you continue to follow God, to trust God, to love God, if everything went wrong in your life? That is the ultimate test of faith. And I want to tell you that at some point in your life, you're going to go through things that test your faith. You're going to go through a time when it looks like everything in your life is going wrong. And God is going to watch and see if you will still trust him. Will you still trust him when the rug is pulled out from under you? Will you trust him when... What's going on does not make any sense. This is the ultimate test of faith because not all your prayers will be, will be answered That's right. That's right. in the way that you want them answered or in the time that you want them answered. Why can we praise God in, in spite of the circumstances? Because the circumstances of life do not change the truth about God. Job praised God for six different things, and we can praise God for them as well. Job praised God for being a good and loving God, Job 10:12. He praised God for being an all-powerful God, Job 36:22. He praised God for noticing every detail of his life. Job 23 and verse 10. He praised God for being in control, Job thirty-four thirteen. He praised God for having a plan for his life, Job twenty-three, fourteen. And he praised God for his protection, Job five and verse eleven. There is another example in the Bible of praising God in spite of the circumstances. Habakkuk, one of the minor prophets, wrote a book named after him. In the book of Habakkuk, chapter after chapter, Habakkuk complains to God. He says, God, I don't like what's going on in my country. Here is a country that's trying to live for you, and a godless country has attacked it. Why don't you do something about it, God? Why are you letting ungodly people attack us? Habakkuk is upset, he's mad, and he cries out to God. He questions God, just like Job. But then he comes back at the end, and it says in chapter 3, 17 and 18, Even though the fig trees have no fruit, and no grapes grow on the vines, even though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no corn, even though the sheep all die, and the cattle stalls are empty, I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. You see, Habakkuk is saying, in other words, I'm going to affirm my faith, and no matter what happens, I'm still going to trust you, God. I'm going to praise you in spite of the circumstances. But number three, Ask God for strength. When you're going through a crisis, ask God for strength to deal with your situation. So when your heart is breaking and when you are confused and when you are angry because of a tragedy or a devastating loss, you don't turn away from God, you turn to him. When you don't understand the circumstances, you don't run from God, you run to him. And you ask for strength because you know that God has the strength that you need. In Psalm 105 and verse 4, uh, David says, Go to the Lord for help and worship him continually. And Job in Job 12, 11 and 12 says, We hear with our ears, taste with our tongues, and gain some wisdom from those who have lived a long time. But God is the real source of wisdom and strength. It's the very first words of many people when they see a tragedy or they're facing a situation over which they have no control is, Oh my God. They aren't crying out to themselves. They're saying, Oh God because they know that they need God's help in the situation. In Psalm 3, verses 5 and and 6, David says, I sleep and wake up refreshed because you, Lord, protect me. Ten thousand enemies attack from every side, but I am not afraid. This is the first sign of stress in a tragedy or grief, due to the loss of a loved one, is that you can't sleep. When you're under stress, your mind uh, won't stop. You can't turn it off. You toss and turn. You can't stop thinking about it. You grieve. You're angry. You're upset. And you can't get any sleep. And God says, you know why? Because you're not trusting my strength. You're not trusting my comfort. In Psalm 37, 39, and 40, David says, The Lord saves the righteous and protects them in times of trouble. He helps them and rescues them. He saves them from the wicked because they go to him for protection. But the fourth thing that we do is keep our focus on God and his promises keep our focus on God and his promises you see you need to focus on God continually you stay connected to him you keep in touch with him, you talk to him constantly you read his word and there are 7,000 promises of God in the Bible but how can you claim them if you don't know them you have to stay connected and to keep focused on God and his promises that will give you hope in the midst of the hopeless situation you see around you listen to the apostle paul as he writes in second corinthians chapter 4 16 through 18 he says we never give up our bodies are gradually dying but we ourselves are being made stronger each day these little troubles are getting us ready for an eternal glory that will make all our troubles seem like nothing. Things that are seen don't last forever, but things that are not seen are eternal. That is why we keep our minds on the things that cannot be seen. This passage gives us three reasons not to get discouraged. One, we know that Troubles are temporary. They don't last. Two, we know that God is using them for a greater eternal purpose. And three, we are keeping our eyes on God. Our society has been shaken by the coronavirus and all that is happening. We don't know from day to day what will take place and the directions that will be given to us in order to to keep us safe. May be fearful at times, but the sovereign power of God cannot be shaken so we can trust him. As Jesus said in, in John chapter 16, verse 33, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, But take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus said in the world, You're going to continue to experience difficulties. What's happening to us is not a secret to God, He knew what was going on. We were caught by surprise, but God was never caught by surprise. It's your ultimate security is not in what the federal government can do. And we know that we can complain about what they have not done. Is not about what uh, our state government can do. Our ultimate security is in the power of God. Because Jesus is our Savior and Lord, we need not be afraid of all the possible things that can happen to us in this life. Our personal relationship to God through Jesus Christ is something that we can never lose. Our eternal destiny has been secured. That cannot be taken away from us. We could lose everything else in life. We could lose our spouse, our children. We could lose um, our health. We could lose literally everything like Job. But there is one thing that can never be taken away from us. And that is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Our security is not in anything in this world. So we don't have to fear the present circumstances. Whenever I conduct a funeral, it reminds me that all of us inevitably are going to face death. 100% of you listening to me today will die. What then? Have you made your peace with God? Are you ready to meet your maker? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? If not, then what are you waiting on? Do you have a friend in Jesus? You see, Jesus knows when you are in danger or peril. Jesus knows when you are afraid and fearful. Jesus knows when you are sick in your body. He knows when your troubles pile high. He knows when you have gone as far as you can. He knows when your nights are dark and lonely. He knows when you are hurting within. He knows when you are broken in spirit, when you are burdened with care. He knows when you are confused and and frustrated, when you are tempted and tried. And he knows what to do in each and every situation. He's always ready to answer our prayers. He's always present to comfort us when we lose a loved one. He's always prepared to help us when we face adverse circumstances. He is always equipped to supply our every need, whatever those needs may be. And his mercy, love, and grace are always sufficient no matter what life throws at you. He is the best friend you and I could ever have. And this is why the writer says, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Amen and amen. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.